0: Have you ever been to a planetarium? I can still remember my first time going to a planetarium on a school field trip. I couldn't believe I had the invitation to see the vastness of the universe, all from sitting in a comfy black chair around my school friends. Since then, I've now seen the night sky in Zion National Park, and just down the road here at the highest point in Ohio, and Bell Fountain. Stars removed from light pollution? Wow. Just wow. In fact, there are people around the world working hard to bring the stars into view again. Have you ever heard of the Dark Sky Movement? The Dark Sky Movement works to educate cities around the world about the benefits of minimizing city light. There's too much light pollution in many cities across the world, and it creates a perpetual twilight, never allowing us to see the stars as we could with less light pollution. And light pollution does more harm than just not seeing the stars. Light pollution affects tree cycles, insects, and it has devastated the bird population as birds migrate in the cover of night to keep safe. Today we are celebrating the Epiphany story, a story about the stars in the night sky. We remember the Magi from the east following the star to find the baby Jesus, who would be king of the Jews. There are many stories around the Magi, some based in scripture, while others have been elaborated over time through art and children's Christmas pageants. In scripture, we really don't get that much information about the Magi. Here is what we know. They come from the East. The East. That could be lots of places, and theories have included Arabia, Babylon, Palestine, Persia, and I could go on. They're called magi in the original text, which has been interpreted to mean wise men, magicians, astronomers. They show up with expensive gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh, and so eventually some folks begin to call them kings. Only kings would bring such expensive gifts. We know there was a group of them, but how many? Who knows? There were three gifts, so we often just stick with the number three. We have very little biblical information, but over the last several centuries, Christians have taken that little information and built a story. Imagined who these Magi are and why they matter. I love that. Who are these Magi and what might this story mean for us today? For now, I want to imagine them as scientists. I love science. I'm a true child of the 90s. I watched, I grew up with my buddy, Bill Nye the Science Guy, which the little song goes like this, Bill Nye the Science Guy, Bill, Bill, Bill. And come on, the fact that those little dots I see in the night sky are stars, and so is the sun, That's just wild. So these magi, these astronomers, are studying the stars per usual. The magi would use the stars to guide others in their navigation and travel. They would use the stars for timekeeping to advise when to plant crops. They would look to the cosmos to see how time paces. And this day, we look to the stars for storytelling. The Magi are looking to the stars for signs of God. They're looking to the stars for signs of awe and wonder. They look to the stars for guidance and philosophy and they look to the stars to grasp order and design and get closer to their Creator. Why a star? Why stars? Science and faith for many Christians aren't at odds, but for some people of faith, they have grappled with what to do with it altogether. I was even reading to one of my children a Berenstein Bears book, Berenstein Bears Keep the Faith. And brother and sister Bears' friend is Ferdy Factual. And Ferdy Factual believes in science, not God. That sweet children's book pit Christianity against science. And my kids' takeaway? Ferdy Factual was cool. Of course, Ferdy Factual is cool. This sent Tripp and I down a rabbit hole of trying to explain to our children that science and faith aren't at odds. You can believe in science and love God too. And in my preparation for this sermon, I stumbled upon the most surprising thing. There is a Vatican Observatory. On their website, it says the Vatican's Observatory's purpose is to promote education and public engagement in astronomy and constructive dialogue in the area of faith and science. The Vatican Observatory is one of the most active astronomical observations in the world with its roots going back to 1582. In the medieval church, priests had to study and master theology and astronomy. The Vatican has known for a long time that we people of faith need astronomy. To understand God and who God is, we need the stars. If we live in a world created by God, then we can spend our life trying to get to know God by getting to know God's creation through science science is a really valid way to get to know God. The Vatican Observatory Director, Brother Guy Consmago, described the experience of holding a meteorite, saying, When I see and touch a meteorite, I get the same sensation of joy I get when I pray. I think the Gospel writer of Matthew knew this, that the Star of Bethlehem would add layers of meaning to a story of the birth of Christ. Was the star a symbol used in the story of the Magi or historical event of the cosmos? I'm not sure that really matters. What matters is, is that the Magi looked at the vastness of the stars and found a place in the story. The sky handed them a glimpse of grace. Science and faith are working together, hand in hand, in this story. Through the lens of astronomy, we glimpse the wonders of the cosmos and find inspiration to marvel at the majesty of God's creation. Take stellar evolution, for example. Everything in the universe blasted out of the core of a star. All atoms originate from stars, so it might be that you have different stardust in your left hand than in your right hand. Everything we we see that's made comes from the belly of a star. We are all stardust. All of us are star children. Sounds a little new agey. I know, I know, but let's embrace it. There's a new Disney movie in theaters right now called "Wish," and it has a stop song called "I'm a Star." And the lyrics go like this: Why have our eyes all look to the micros- Why have our eyes all look like microscopic galaxies? Have you ever wondered why you look up to the sky for answers? In the sky and your front yard, in your heart and in your scars? If you really want to know who you are you're a star yes you're a star so that's your homework after the sermon look it up on spotify and listen to i'm a star from the movie wish we live in an age of stars but trillions trillions of years from now that could come to an end there's only so much hydrogen in the universe and when it's used up there will be no new stars. We live in a unique time in the universe. We have a chance to look up and see the stars. We live in an age of stars. Today and right now is the best time to be alive. We're in the golden age of the universe, the age of the stars. And for some, it might comfort you to look at the night sky and be reminded just how small you are in the vastness of the universe. But for others, it might comfort you to look up at the hundred, billion, trillion stars and know there's only one, only one of you. Both are true, we are a speck in the universe, and we are one of a kind in the universe. Take whichever comforts you. Have you noticed I haven't mentioned God in the last two minutes? Or have I? Stars teach us about who God is. I see God in the stars. And seeing the stars has been part of our story for a long, long time. We need to see the stars like the Magi. And when I think of the stars, I think of the creation story in Genesis, and God making the night sky and the stars. I think of Abraham and Sarah and God using the starry sky to share the promise of children and generations to come. I think of Joseph's dream and the sun and the moon and the 11 stars bowing down. We are star children. I have seen our connection to the cosmos in recent years with people's infatuation with the eclipse. A total solar eclipse happens when the moon passes between the sun and the earth, completely blocking out the face of the sun. The sky will darken as if it's dawn or dusk. Folks will gather on sidewalks and in fields, strangers young, old all races will gather wearing those silly looking eclipse viewing glasses and gaze up to the sky and see something majestic the wonder of the sky connects us and i expect we will see the same this year on april 8th when the total solar eclipse will cross north america passing over mexico the united states and canada And if for some reason the skies have not provided you awe and wonder yet, maybe give eclipse viewing a try this spring. It's Epiphany Sunday, and so we look to the stars with the Magi. In the quiet of the night we recall the journey of the Magi, those wise astronomers who, with hearts attuned to the mysteries of God, followed the star to Bethlehem. Like the Magi, may our quest for understanding the cosmos be a journey that leads us closer to God's light. Amen.